It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is this? A, a, a... Palm game? A home stand? What 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 is that? I I don't I don't even I don't even know. The Atlanta Magic back at home to take on the Boston Celtics tonight at the Amway Center. Plus, why Cole Anthony is having a significantly good season. We'll talk about all that coming up here on this audio only edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 3rd, 2021. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll talk about Cole Anthony and the start to the season that he's had and why he has proven to be so important to the Orlando Magic this season. We'll talk about the upcoming homestand, why it's critical to the Magic season, or at least any vision of the season for optimists like me. And we'll talk about tonight's game against the Boston Celtics. I do apologize. Today's podcast is an audio-only version. Um, just because of some things that are happening uh, uh, at, uh, during my normal recording time. Not able to get the video video going today, um, but we will be back on YouTube tomorrow. So be sure to subscribe to both our audio feed and our YouTube feed to get the full Locked On Magic experience. Like I said, I do plan on doing some more interactive shows. I know it's been a while since we've done a Spotify Green Room or a pregame show. Those will be coming back closer to the end of the month. We'll certainly do some mailbag episodes as well coming up. So we do want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether you do listen to us on YouTube, whether you do listen or watch us on YouTube, whether you do listen to us on the podcast. We appreciate being part of your day every day. If you're heading to the game tonight, enjoy the game. I hope this gets you ready for tonight's big game against the Boston Celtics. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network is your team every day. You're free and available on all platforms and now streaming on YouTube. This episode of Locked On Magic is also brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. 
McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. So, everyone on Monday was pumped about Franz Wagner. And they should be. Um, the Magic have not had a rookie look this impressive and this good in a very, very long time. They've not had a, a player that just seemed to fit and seemed to do all the right things and seemed to score in all the right ways and play with this consistency. And frankly, none of us expected Franz Wagner would be a 28-point uh, point score in a game. Um, you know, the way that he was advertised, the way that we talked about in the draft, and I'm guilty of it too, was that this is a guy that's a glue guy that just fits in. That's just going to make the team better, and, and we've seen this too, of course, that, that, that he's been as promised in that respect too. But the consistency of his scoring and the way that he's been able to fit, even into an offense that hasn't always been super organized, has been really, really impressive. So I, I am not taken away from Franz Wagner. We made him the story after Monday's game. You could go back and listen to the podcast yesterday um, about that and, and, and get our take on what we've seen from Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner is really, really impressive. I will say this. Watching him on TV is impressive. Watching him live is even more impressive. I I, I honestly, like, I did not get Franz Wagner until I went to him went to the Magic preseason game against the Celtics, uh, tonight's opponent, of course, um, and and thought to myself, like, huh, this this guy gets it. This guy, like, does really good things throughout the course of the game. And I think we've, we've seen and discovered that throughout the course of the season. It'll be interesting to see, A, him go up against Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum tonight against the Celtics. Um, but it'll also be interesting to see. Uh, it'll also be interesting to see um, how defenses adjust to him and how they change to, against him over the next few weeks. My thought, though, coming out of Monday's game was less about Wagner. Um, Wagner did a lot of really good, impressive stuff again. But there are two players on this team that are more important, at least statistically in the early part of the season than any others. Franz Wagner is certainly one of them. The Magic played better with Franz Wagner on the court. The other is Cole Anthony. And it's been kind of easy to forget with how excited everyone's been over Franz and gushing over rookies because, A, he's the new toy in the chest. It's kind of easy to forget Cole Anthony's been ridiculously good this season. Not only that, Cole, Cole Anthony has been as important as any player. I would argue Cole Anthony is the most important player on the Orlando Magic right now. Uh, the, not only the most important player, but the best player on the Orlando Magic right now. And while we are all predicting that Marco Fultz will one day accede into the starting lineup uh, and that Jalen Suggs, because he's such an important rookie, will maintain his spot, moving Cole Anthony to the bench, that's going to be increasingly harder to do. Um, sorry, my mic is not on a stable place. Um, that's going to be increasingly harder to do um, with with how the Magic are with how the Magic and especially how Cole Anthony is playing. Look, we all fell in love with Cole Anthony last year because of the passion that he brought to the game, the personality he brought to post game interviews, and, and and just how personal he took these games. And that's been the case, and honestly, just how honest he is. When he has a bad game, he does not hide from it. He's, you know, again, we didn't get the chance to interview him after every game like we normally would in the pre-COVID times. But if he had a bad game, he was not afraid to put the onus on himself. And he did that after Friday's loss to Toronto and after Saturday's loss to Detroit. He said he put that turnover, that or the near turnover when Gary Trent knocked the ball away from him with a chance to win the game on himself. He expects and wants those big moments. And he did not deliver that night, and he took it on himself to, to say so. 
against Detroit, really, really uh, solid, solid game, honestly, statistically. But he was not happy saying that he played lazy and he's got to do more. This is why everyone loves Cole Anthony. Everyone loves him more, of course, when he's scoring 31 points, scoring 14 in the fourth quarter of a, of a win where the Magic ran away in the final quarter. This is a guy that, again, does not shy away from any big moments. He delivers in these critical games. In the 115-97 victory, again, Cole Anthony scores 31 points, 14 in the fourth quarter, four of his six three-point makes in the fourth quarter. It's not just this, it's the way that he's doing. I think it's 53% on on pull-up threes, on off-the-dribble threes right now. The way he's able to weave and create space, the confidence that he's playing with. The Magic don't have a veteran point guard right now. And we all suspect the Magic will be significantly better with Mark L. Foltz back with the way that he's able to set the table and kind of keep the team solid. But Anthony is doing a lot of that work too. Anthony is doing a ton of that work at this point. And it's been, frankly, pretty impressive. And I don't think we should let this go. I don't think we should let this escape us. Carl Anth- or Cole Anthony, 31 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. It wasn't just that he scored 31 points. It's the contributions on the glass, and it's the passing. Jamal Mosley has consistently said throughout the course of the season, what's been really impressive about Cole Anthony is his decision-making. That's not something we would have said last year, although he showed hints that his assists were jumping up toward the end of the season. Um, And that's certainly not something we would have said in the draft process. If anything, during the draft process, everyone felt that he was a bit of a gunner. We kind of projected him as a sixth man because he just has a scoring mentality. And Anthony's not going to shy away from that. He says, if I'm not driving to score, that's not being me. He's going to drive to score, but he's done a lot better job recognizing when to pass the ball and when to impress himself in the game. And he was obviously critical in the win over the Knicks. 29 points, 9 for 16, shooting 5 three-pointers with 16 rebounds and 8 assists in that game. He was critical in the near victories against Charlotte. 24 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists against the Hornets. And then another 24 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists in the loss of the Toronto Raptors. If the Magic are going to be competitive, at least with the way the team is currently constructed, the Magic need Cole Anthony to play well. And again, he largely is. It's hard to be upset about this. Now, when you look at the impact he's making, these are not empty stats. Um, This Magic team, statistically through these first eight games, have been a a contradiction, a complete contradiction. We see good defensive moments. I'm going to dive into this on OrlandoMagicDaily.com later today. We see great defensive moments. We know this team has great defensive talent, yet they're the worst defense in the league. The starting lineup is still, despite two kind of poor performances to start, the starting lineup is still the best lineup that has played at least 48 minutes in the entire league. Their net rating is still above 20 points per 100 possessions, yet the Magic are a minus, I think it's now down to minus 12 net rating for the season as a whole. With Anthony on the floor, he leads the team among rotation players, so we're excluding Michael Mulder at the moment, with an on-court net rating of 5.6 points per 100 possessions. When calling these on the floor, the Magic play 5.6 points per 100 possessions, better than their opponent. With a 114.8 offensive rating and a 109.2 defensive rating. Again, those are great numbers. The 109 defensive rating is a little high, but those are great numbers. The offensive rating is the best on the team. The Magic's offense functions at its best with Cole Anthony on the floor. That's what this stat means. Again, we're going to exclude Michael Mulder, who played 
Honestly, Michael Mulder played all of his minutes with Cole Anthony in that game against the Pistons, but we'll, we'll exclude him because the sample size is too small and he's not in the rotation. On the flip side, though, when Cole Anthony is off the floor, the Magic have a team-worst minus 37.6 net rating. Um, even his shooting percentages look better. Cole Anthony is making 44.8% of his shots and 44.6% of his deep, of, of, of his, of his three-pointers. It's all really, really impressive. And he's doing this on a relatively low usage rate. Cole Anthony is second on the team in usage rate, but at just 23.7%. So, the, so he's doing this super efficiently, especially for a high-volume shooter and high-volume scorer that we expect Cole Anthony to be. Anthony has been fantastic. And whenever the Magic have played their best this season, it's been because Anthony is in control is controlling the tempo of the game, is controlling the pace of the game, is playing his game. I had two thoughts when I was watching Monday's game. The first was, this is the Cole Anthony that North Carolina thought they were getting. This is the Cole Anthony that was one of the top high school prospects in the country. That talent was always there. It was always about figuring out how to bring it out and, yes, getting him healthy. The second thought that I had was, the way Cole Anthony's playing, the control that he's had over the game, his ability to put in a lot of baskets, his ability to shoot off the dribble, his ability to play make a little bit, this is kind of the leap we waited for from Victor Oladipo. Now again, we don't know if this is going to be consistent. Cole's been pretty good scoring-wise, um, and these last three, four games, he's been efficient. And that's obviously a huge step for him, and we got to see if that continues. It's still... So early in the season, we're still dealing with extremely small sample sizes. But undoubtedly, too, when Cole Anthony is playing the way that he's playing, the Magic are a very different team. They take on his personality with that little bit of bravado, that li- that that that, that never-say-die attitude. Cole Anthony knows he's not the greatest defender, but he tries his butt off. He tries hard. And... He makes as many bell plays as anyone else. The team is following his lead right now. It's his second year in the league, but Cole Anthony feels like this team's leader. And at the very least right now, he feels like this team's heartbeat. He deserves a little bit more of our attention and certainly uh, certainly a big part of what the Magic are having to do at this early stage of the season. We're going to talk a little bit about this upcoming homestand, why it's important And why, yes, I'm going to talk about the P word. It's still too early in the season to talk about anything else. We'll get get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode of Locked on Magic is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries, as long as the McFlurry machine's working. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I remember every Wednesday when I was in, in middle school, um, we would get out early. It'd be about We'd get out at around 2.30, and my dad would always pick me up from school. And... What we would do every Wednesday is we would go to McDonald's and take a break. Um, we would get the two for the two for two dollars uh, quarter pounder with cheese deal, uh, and we would just sit there and talk and enjoy each other's company. 
Um, you know, I, 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 my parents were divorced. So this was my, this was my time with my dad. Um, and McDonald's always holds a special place in my heart for that reason. It's, it is literally, it is truly a place that you can always depend on for a good quick meal, for a good place to have a conversation and, and a good place to be part of your community. I'm always truly thankful for those experiences and McDonald's always have a positive place in my mind because of that. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect with those around you. Um, whether it's post-game, whether it's on a road trip, it doesn't matter. McDonald's is always there for you. This is why McDonald's is the place where you love it. Um, that's not quite their 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 thing, but uh, I'm not doing the jingle. I'm sorry. I, I already did it once, but McDonald's, I'm loving it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day or just part of your regular podcast rotation. Again, we do appreciate you whether you're listening to us on your lunch break, while you're working out, on your way to the game. Thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. If you're new to the show, we're free and available on all podcasting platforms as well as streaming on YouTube, although this episode will not be. This is an audio-only episode, so definitely subscribe to Locked On Magic wherever you download podcasts as well as on YouTube to get the full Locked on Magic experience. Um, like I said at the top of the show, the Orlando Magic have a home game. Woo! This will be home game number three on the season. Uh, eight games into the year, Orlando with just two home games. It's been a really difficult start to the season. And, and honestly, we knew this was going to be a tricky start to the season. We knew that this was going to be um, a, a, a really difficult road. And the road's going to get more difficult here coming up. Um if you know you're wondering why the Magic might be a little slow bringing some guys back from injury, um, it's because they know how tricky this next part is. But these next two weeks for the Magic are going to be a big part in setting the season. Orlando begins a five-game homestand, and again, I, I don't usually want to talk too much about the schedule. The schedule is what the schedule is, but um, this is a really important moment, so I do want to definitely draw this out. Early, 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 early season. But the Magic at 2-6 and six are two games behind the Milwaukee Bucks for the final spot in the play-in tournament. Um, the Bucks are at 4-4. Four and four, uh, and uh, two and a half games are three games back of the Toronto Raptors for sixth and safety in the playoffs five, at 5-3. Five and three. Obviously, it's still super, super early in the season. I would bet that 500 is probably going to be the number to get into the play-in tournament. Um, so that's the ultimate goal for where the Magic are at. And... None of us here are really expecting the Magic to be in the playoff conversation. However, I am an optimist. I do believe winning is important. I do believe winning is good. I know the Magic only have two wins, and they both come on crazy games where Magic had to make crazy fourth-quarter comebacks on the road against decent opponents. The Knicks are really good at 5-2. and two. Um, The Timberwolves are struggling around 500 right now. Um, the, 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 the Magic... Are a long shot to make the playoffs. Uh, like that's 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 the bottom line, um, and the Magic have to do better at being consistent and consistently doing the things that they need to win. 
Cole Anthony ain't going to score 31 points a night. Franz Wagner ain't going to score 28 points a night. Um, the Magic have to find their way to win still. And, and building, and obviously they haven't won consecutive games yet this season. They have to find ways to build this kind of, this this second nature, this 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 identity um, with with their with their ability to, to string together wins. And obviously that's something that good teams have to learn how to do. It's not easy to do. Um, there's a lot of season left, and so the standings aren't super important. However, this home stand is, and, and I want to explain what's on the horizon. Now, for the next two weeks, the Orlando Magic will play five home games. It starts tonight against the Boston Celtics, Friday against the San Antonio Spurs. Feels like two winnable games. Sunday against the Utah Jazz, Wednesday against the Brooklyn Nets, and Saturday, next Saturday, November 13th, against the Washington Wizards. Um, Wizards are playing really, really well. It'll be good to, to, to see Josh Robbins back in the building as well with the Athletic. Um, this is a tough homestand. Um, the opponents are difficult. Um, San Antonio is probably, I mean, San Antonio certainly beat the Magic pretty handily. They're probably the worst of the opponents um, by skill level coming into the Amway Center. The Celtics are, are struggling a little bit. We'll talk more about that game coming up in a minute. Um, but this is a big homestand because the rest of the schedule until about Christmas is extremely difficult. Um, you may remember back in back when the schedule came out, I described a stretch from around Thanksgiving to Christmas as the gauntlet. But I want to really highlight what's coming up on the horizon and why picking up some... I mean, if the Magic want to surprise people and be that surprise team, um, which, you know, front office will never say, you know, some players might might whisper, whisper quietly, but if the Magic want to surprise people this season... Um, it starts this week. Like, again, I don't want to send out alarm bells. I don't want to, like, make games bigger than they are. Um, but if the Magic want to be a surprise team, they have to start taking care of their business now. After this homestand ends on November 13th, November 15th at Atlanta, November 17th at New York, November 19th at Brooklyn, November 20th and 22nd at Milwaukee, a really, really difficult Five-game road trip follows this five-game homestand against all Eastern Conference powers. They were playoff teams before the season. We knew they would be tricky. They look, I mean, for the most part, they look even better now. Milwaukee's had their issues. Brooklyn's had some issues. But those are really, really talented teams. And obviously, New York felt like they let one slip when they played the Magic the last time. And we saw what New York can do to this Orlando team as well. The Magic do come home for Thanksgiving. They'll debut their City Edition jerseys on November 24th against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and then ret- and then welcome Nikola Vucevic back to the Amway Center on November 26th. Then they're back on the road for Cleveland, Philadelphia. Okay, um, home against the Denver Nuggets on December 1st, and then a long West Coast road trip um, with Houston, Golden State, Sacramento, the Clippers, and the Lakers before coming home to Atlanta, Miami, Brooklyn, Toronto, who's playing really well, and we saw how good they they can be um, in that game Friday, and then Atlanta. Again, from about, honestly, not even Thanksgiving. From the end of this road trip until about Christmas, and the Magic do play the Miami Heat on December 26th, which the Heat are the best team in the league right now. Um, from the beginning, uh, from, from the end of this homestand until Christmas, the Magic will play consecutive home games just once, um, and they will play a lot of playoff teams. Again, you look down that list that I just said, Charlotte is playing really, really well. They're a likely playoff time. Cleveland is honestly the only team. Cleveland and Houston are the only teams in that group um, that don't have playoff aspirations. And honestly, Cleveland, Houston, Sacramento are probably the only teams 
in that group that don't feel like playoff teams right now. Um, you know, that's that's the truth. And New Orleans on December 23rd is, is probably the only other one. And then I, I didn't even get to the end of the end of the end of December. December 28th, Milwaukee, December 30th, Milwaukee, so the Magic will get a pair of games against Milwaukee. The schedule does not really lighten up. Um, you know, again, it's the NBA schedule. The Magic aren't a great team. But this is a really difficult stretch without a lot of home games. The Magic, you know, at least by the media schedule, aren't practicing a lot lately. The the Magic haven't had a practice in in a while, like a formal practice where there's media availability and all that. Um, they they uh, are scheduled to practice Saturday. So this homestand then is a really important time, not just to try and pick up some wins, but to reinforce things and kind of reset the battery. Um, you know, I, I didn't check, you know, just the time between games. The Magic will have consecutive days off on Saturday. Uh, 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 a Monday, Tuesday after Sunday's game against the Jazz. Um, they'll have consecutive days off again fr- a Thursday, Friday after the game against Brooklyn. Those will be important times. That after that, um, the Magic pretty much play every other day. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. They play every other day essentially until the beginning of that West Coast road trip. They do get a layover in San Francisco. They'll play Friday, December 3rd. They don't play again until Monday, December 6th, so that'll be some good time to get some some reps in. They'll get a couple days off when they come back from that West Coast trip. But again, this is typical of the NBA schedule. You don't get a lot of days off. But this this homestand serves as a time to be in their building, get their reps in, get some practice in, reinforce their, their, their principles, reinforce what they're trying to do, and yeah, test out to see who's healthy. Test out to see if guys can come back. You know, one of the reasons why I don't think we're anticipating that we'll see Jonathan Isaac or Markel Fultz back until December is because there's just not going to be a lot of time to test them, to get them back, to get them kind of feeling the bumps and, and getting through physical practice. Um, that's just not, there's just no time for it. And and, and very clearly, Mosley is, you know, either directed to or is emphasizing trying to get the players through the season healthy He's he has added another layer to the cautiousness to the caution that the Magic have put on returning players from injury. Um, you know, again, he, he spoke about this after the Detroit game. One of the reasons why the, the rotation seemed so wacky was he was worried about uh, he had some injury concerns and he had some fatigue concerns after playing five games in seven nights and playing a back to playing the second night of a back to back. Look. I don't know what the deal is on Jonathan Isaac. Uh, from everything that I've heard, Markel Fultz will be cleared to do contact at some point this month. Um, I don't know when that'll be. I, I would certainly not expect Markel Fultz to be back until sometime in December, if not around Christmas. If Isaac's at all close, and, and he had that cryptic tweet out um, a little while, of, a few days ago, um, if Isaac's at all close to coming back, to being ready, this is going to be a big week to test that. Um, this is going to be a big week to see, okay, we can get him in practice. We can do some contact. We got all the bells and whistles of the Advent Health Practice Facility. Let's see where he's at. So, you know, I, whenever players are coming back from injury or long-term injury, I look at home stands. I look at extended periods at home as points where they could come back, where they could return. And so I, I would imagine that this is a big target week for Jonathan Isaac. I'm not saying I have any information to suggest that he's close to coming back. He could well be back in December as well. But, you know, with the team at home, with the team around him, with the team able to practice at home, 
I would be surprised if Isaac is doing a little bit more than he was before, doing or or cleared to do a little bit more, or the team is willing to test some things out or try some things out this week. This is all again getting back to that big point. This is a big home stand. It's a big home stand for the playoffs, for for the standings, for seedings. If the Magic want to be competitive, and the Magic again. If the Magic do make a playoff push, it'll come late in the season. The schedule lightens up considerably at the end of the season. A lot more home games, a lot easier opponents. I don't think the Magic play the Thunder until March. Um, Those games will be, you know, if the Magic are anywhere near the playoff race at that point, this team can make a run. And and it's going to be really important to keep that confidence up. But they can, uh, as they always say in golf tournaments, you, you can't win a game in the first, you can't win a tournament in the first round, but you can lose it. And the Magic have a really difficult first-round path. And so they just got to stay in contact if, if that's where we want to be. And, and, you know, going one and four on this homestand, that would pretty, that'd be pretty close to a death knell to any talks of the playoffs. But I'll, 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 even I will admit that. Um, but go three and two, go two and three. We can, we can keep having at least whispers of that conversation. But more importantly, this is a good time to reinforce everything. And that's why I'm really, really interested in seeing what the team is able to do during this homestand. We'll talk about the game tonight against the Boston Celtics coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Look, I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats, plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's a perfect time for Built Bar. Built Bar is a new holiday dessert, so feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Yeah, like you didn't get enough with the main main course to get more protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. There's lots of good flavors to replace any pie, and it's still sweet and, and fixates on that sweet tooth. There's a low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein, and cover in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried that Built Bar quite yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site out often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday, so mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order again. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one sport for all, or number one spot, sorry, for all the basketball, the number one sport, and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. I always think there's a comma in this read between baseball and postseason, but baseball, postseason, which is now over anyway. NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. The Orlando Magic take on the Boston Celtics tonight at the Amway Center to open up that five-game homestand, as I said. 
Um, should be an interesting game. Boston coming off a frustrating loss to the Chicago Bulls at home the other night. Um, they had an 18-point lead and blew it. Um, there were some words said after the game with Marcus Smart calling out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown uh, after afterward. Um, he was getting criticized for doing that, for, for kind of airing out some locker room issues in the public. Um, Boston just feels like a little bit of a mess. It feels like they just haven't been able to get themselves going. Orlando played Boston twice in the preseason, played them well both times. Um, so this is, to me, a really interesting matchup. You look at the numbers here, the Celtics are not doing much better than the Magic. Um, the minus 5.7 net rating, 104.6 offensive rating, which is actually worse than Orlando right now. The Magic, you know, aren't a great offensive team, but they're 18th in the league in offensive rating this year. Feels like they're one of the few teams that isn't having an issue with the Wilson ball. They're starting to get their shots going. They're above 50%, up, up, they are above 51%, nearly 52% effective field goal percentage and their true shooting percentage up at 55.1%. They're actually up. 15th in the league in true shooting percentage. So the Magic are showing some interesting signs offensively. I want to put put that out there. But the Celtics are not doing better offensively. 104.6 offense rating. Their defense is fine at 110.3. Magic currently have the worst defense in the league at 113.2, but I do think that number is deceiving. Certainly coming down a little bit as well. And, and again, some of the, some of this is uh, just, just some of the youthful problems that the Magic have had so far this season. Um Obviously, Boston has two, the two best players in this game and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And, and figuring out how to slow them down um, is going to be the big trick for Orlando. Um, Orlando did have some struggles with Jason Tatum during the preseason matchup. He did not play in the second preseason game. He played in the first one. They struggled a ton with Jalen Brown in that game. Um, but Orlando was able to kind of keep pace with Boston. That was the first preseason game, though, so I don't know how much we should take from it. Probably nothing. Um, this will be a much different game. Boston is... Um, not uh, Orlando has turned into a really nice offensive rebounding team. Boston is near the bottom of the league in offensive rebound rate, so that should be a positive for Orlando. Orlando's got to lock down the glass, can't give up second chance points, can't give up turnovers. Those are the two big things against this against every team for the Orlando Magic right now. They're just they're just not a very good rebounding team. Um, but they've had their most success when they've been able to lock down the glass, and so that's going to be a key once again in this game. Can't give up second opportunities to Boston. Got to get back in transition again. All these simple, simple, simple things that the Magic have struggled with uh, throughout the course of the season. They just have to kind of continue to stay on those things and stay on um, on those things that they have to do to, to, to play well because the Magic have shown that they will compete. What I'm interested in seeing is how the Celtics and how the Magic handle the matchups at the guard position. What's, what's been so critical to the Magic's success has been their guard play. Cole Anthony has been ridiculously effective, as I mentioned before. I imagine Boston puts Marcus Smart on him. Um, and leave Jalen Brown to Jalen Suggs. Um, so those are two big guards that the Magic will have to handle and have to deal with on both ends of the floor. Suggs has been great defensively, um, and so him on Jalen Brown, I, I do have a little bit of confidence in that. Um, I, I'd be curious to see where the Magic try to put Cole Anthony. If they stick, keep leaving him on Marcus Smart, that's a really tough matchup for him, and so I think the Magic are going to have to find some scoring elsewhere to be successful in this game. Um not an easy game. Uh, I know Boston's struggling. I think Boston's going to come in really motivated for this one. Um, but Orlando, I think, obviously has a lot to play for, too. So it should be an interesting battle. We'll see where the Celtics' mindset is. Um, I think that, more than anything, will have a huge impact on this game. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. I'll be down at the Amway Center for that game. We'll have a complete recap coming up on Locked On Magic tomorrow. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. 
Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me, of course, on Twitter at underscore And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there for updates from tonight's game at omagicdaily. Thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first lesson every day or part of your regular podcast rotation. We do appreciate it. We'll have a complete recap of the Magic's game against Boston Celtics on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Now, go make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.